You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Yes. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. My name is Paul Stevenson, and I'm here with Greg Campbell, and I'm here with David Warren. And uh, we like real estate. We do it in Ottawa. We do it across Canada. You're doing it across Canada right now. <laughs> yeah. Not doing are, real estate, um, but you're you're doing it across Canada. You're doing, doing it. it across Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling. No, it's uh, it's been a wild ride. Um, speaking of which, uh, yesterday decided to uh, take a ride on the uh, Banff Marathon. Little trip down uh, down the marathon lane. Did the 10K event was uh was pretty amazing and uh, oh wow steven's got the photos look at this ready to rock it was pretty uh, pretty surreal uh you know came out here kind of on a bit of a whim and the uh, the marathon had been postponed from uh, june oh he's got the full v- picture in picture look at that Whoa. Just flying by people Holy hey just a jet ball. engines on <laughs> oh well the, the first two they were doing the loop they they still had mm. a little bit to go there so but it was uh, no, it was a pretty wild experience. It uh, it had been postponed or rescheduled from June, so uh, <laughs> so it just kind of it was it was pretty wild. I uh, I had seen a poster saying it was marathon weekend coming into when I was driving into town from Calgary, and then uh, it had kind of said, oh, well, maybe I'll go watch. You know, it didn't even cross my mind that I might register. And then um, downstairs in the hotel here, they have kind of like. Uh, um, concierge, you know, concierge. So I was talking to them and the girl was like, Oh yeah. I said, Oh, marathon weekend. She said, Oh, they actually have a 10 K and a half event. And then, uh, then my interest was peaked. Then I said, well, you know, I could probably survive one of those two without ruining my trip. So, um, so yeah, I hopped in the 10 and it was, it was awesome. Great experience. How many runners were there total? Uh, in that event, there was 460. Wow. And you finished 21st yeah 21st yeah dude that's crazy yeah it was uh it was pretty it was pretty uh it was pretty wild i didn't uh i was definitely out of breath i came out a little too heavy uh you know i haven't done a live race i mean live races aren't happening right now right so i haven't done a live race in probably two years so the first uh first kilometer i definitely um you know put the nos boosters on a little too early there and uh and blew uh blew the engine early in the first K, uh, looked at my, I got my, I had my, my phone on my like armband giving me responses as to my speed and whatnot. And the first kilometer was like four minutes, which is basically sprinting. It's preposterous. Like I could never maintain that speed. Uh, just trying to stay up with the front runners, eh? uh, the, the, uh, the Olympic champions that are racing in it. And, um, so I had to basically just, um, hyperventilate for the next nine kilometers to get to the finish line after that. <laughs> You mean the That's people awesome. that were the people ahead of you, you know, that were probably planning to run this race, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they may have pretty, I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> the people that warmed up and were, you know, preparing for this. You still man, probably several first. pints decided to join in. Pretty yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty was pretty good uh, finish. Yeah, 21st is ridiculous. That is. Congratulations, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. I think Steven's trying to say something, but he's, oh, yeah, uh, I was, he's and I was muted. I was going to say this. It's like Forrest Gump. Like the race was already started and Paul just like ran in, you know, <laughs> and he just joined <laughs> the race and finished 21st, like somewhere along the line, someone threw a bib on him just, and there, and off he just keeps went. running. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's running. Run he's running right gate? now. He has a really stabilized camera. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, I just I did a couple trails. I mean, the whole the whole thing has kind of been a bit surreal, to be honest. I've never uh, never traveled west of Ontario, and um, it's crazy to think that this is also Canada. You know, when I'm looking around, it feels like I'm in the Swiss Alps, right. or uh, like it's it's wild. It's uh, you know, anyone that can get it's... out here, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Canada is a place not traveled enough by people that live in the country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I totally agree. Totally agree. So yeah, so I'm going to do uh, I think I'm going to do another run actually after this, after, after this recording and um, just keep her moving. Going to drive up to Jasper tomorrow, do a little day trip, hopefully see some wildlife, you know, you will. Um, one thing that I found interesting here though, to kind of slide into real estate a little bit um, Maybe. is that everyone I've kind of spoken to that works here uh, has told me that the, the, basically all employment includes accommodations. Like if you're coming in from outside of, um, Banff, they basically, you know, almost all the employers, there's a couple blanket companies. Um, I was told what they are. I don't remember the names. Uh, there's two or three and they kind of have, you know, a grip on all the accommodations, all the restaurants, um, so on and so forth. And, um, they offer it. So I was asking what kind of the, if you were to rent your own place, what kind of the rental market looks like out here. And apparently, uh, the question, the response question was, uh, are you talking about a one bedroom or a bedroom? Like, <laughs> like, you know, somewhere to sleep or are you talking about like, you know, an apartment? Um, and she said for an apartment, it's about 2,500 right now for one bedroom, one bedroom apartment, wow. 2,500 bucks. Um, she said they're kind of like in her mind, comparable to Toronto. Um, and I was just saying Ottawa's getting there, you know, we're pretty close to that as well. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's interesting to hear that about the accommodations. And that explains why, you know, there's a lot of international travelers here. A lot of people from, you know, Australia and, and, uh, England and so on. And why not, you know, if, if they're going to, if they're going to give you a place to stay, a place to work, you still get to enjoy yeah. your days. And it's pretty neat. To, uh, I, I almost, I get the impression almost that I feel like Ottawa could almost create something like that, um, with our tourism, but, uh, obviously it's not something that's very common. At least I'd never heard of it. No, I guess just a little smaller, little little town right mm -hmm. little city ottawa's got what's ottawa what's going on over there need to, uh, to what's the that. market go what's the market going on in ottawa there greg uh, the market well i can tell you a couple of interesting stories you know kind of like i said at the beginning of the summer that anyone looking should have been keep should keep their uh, focus on buying and not waiting because a lot of people waited when all the listings came out and uh the other day there was one that came out in orleans and it was uh, 490. And we were like, ah, well, 490, maybe 550, maybe sells for 631, seven offers. Um, there's another one down the street that's offers are tonight. I'm thinking that one's going to hit sixes again. It's list listed at 540. And a couple other ones I knew that were on the market for, uh, over a month, they suddenly got two offers on it, sold over list again, you know? So, I don't know that those could be an, a, a, three anomalies that just kind of happened to be in my life at that time. I don't know, but, uh, I'm still seeing, like, I was just looking at some of the numbers, a lot of sales, like in Orleans this week, a uh, bunch of new listings. I think there was like, uh, 10 today, uh, just in Orleans alone, hmm. you know, a bunch yesterday and the day before. So they're still coming. I, I, I can't really say what's going to happen next. If it's going to, if the numbers are just going to stay where they are, or if there's going to be another jump, but uh, it's like I always say, if you're ready to buy, just get on it, figure it out. Talk to Paul, mm -hmm. talk to Dave. Yeah, it's, uh, I, th I think to your point, it, people that took their focus off of their home search, um, 
were doing themselves a disservice. Cause like we talked about the last couple of weeks that over the next, that this week, next, we're going to see a ramp up. And, uh, and I've been seeing that as well. Yeah. Um, of people back in the market, reaching back out for like updating pre-approvals or back shopping, things like that, where there was that month, month and a half of a lull that yeah. if these people had kind of kept looking, there was lots of options. There still is lots of options. You're still getting a lot of, you're still getting conditions. You're still there. You know, there are uh, a lot of, you know, good number of properties and, and reasonable, but yeah, they kind of, uh, people are back into town and, and back looking again. And I think that's, uh, people are going to see, they're going to think that this yeah. last month and a half was, uh, that that's going to continue, but they kind of forget or don't even realize that it is a, it is kind of fickle. It's week to week. The market and like, does fluctuate. Kids are back in school, you know, people are back at work and now they're back looking for homes again. People you know, are bored again. Over. People are bored again. Eh? Vacation. People are bored again, but no, but it's true though. You know, everything <laughs> I sold in the summer was generally at list or under list price. I don't think I sold anything in this. Oh, sorry. I, I, I sold it. That's, that's a lie, but they were not that much above what they would have been prior to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the last couple of sales I did, you know, the people, they, they, they're like, dude, we're looking at the market now and we're just thankful that we, we got this house. Mm-hmm. Like we got a deal. And I'm like, you know, it was just the right time. You know, the house could have been worth more, but there wasn't as many people looking. So let's keep in mind too, all those, like those 10 listings that came up in Orleans, those people are all assumingly, uh, actively shopping, right? Like, and so it'll be interesting to see what the behaviors are. If people are willing to still buy something without having sold theirs, if they're going to start being, you know, we're going to see more conditions, like what it'll be interesting to see how that tempers the market and where, um, you know, where those now buyers are also going to be looking and what their active, like what their actions are going to be. Right. So in that sort of position, Greg, like if you have someone listening in Orleans, how aggressive are you going to be on the, on the purchase given the current landscape? I mean, there, you know, anybody that's anybody that's listing with me, they're buying before they list. Mm-hmm. So they're ready to go, you know? Um, and I've told them, I've just like, I've said, it's unpredictable now, mm-hmm. you know, and especially if they want a certain amount of money, I can't guarantee that, you know, are, so are, you, I, are you, are you educating, uh, people that are currently in their home, they would need to sell it to list first before buying or still vice versa, no, knowing that it's a slower market. First. Yeah. I'm still no, telling them still, to buy first. Just put, try and push closing out as far push the closing as, as far possible. as you can. Yeah. 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 What's the, um, is, is average days on market still hovering back, back to around 30 or is it under that? Would you say Yeah, it's 30? Yeah. 25, 25 to 30 days. Yeah. So any, any purchase, if you have a home that you need to sell, if you're setting a closing date, uh, shorter than 45 days, you're, really asking for a oh. lot of stress and a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I gotta, I gotta say, so I think I just, I flipped that whole question on. No, I'm telling people to sell their home first before they okay. buy now. I'm sorry. Yes. It, okay. Yes. That's in my head. That's what we were saying, but I just realized yeah. we were saying the exact opposite. No, I'm telling every, everybody that I'm working with now it within certain, within most uh, scenarios, that's what they're doing. So yeah. they're getting their house ready to sell. They're selling, trying to get a late closing as they can and then go shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, it, yeah. cause anything really, you know, it's even though the, we've talked about the market, uh, having a little bit of a lull as far as purchases, 
refinances and switches and switches. I mean, people transferring lenders, their term is up or they're wanting to take advantage of lower rates from where they were maybe two years ago, three years ago. Um, that is still at historic highs. So even though we talk about the market being slower on purchases, refinances, people transferring banks, take advantage of lower rates or debt consolidation, pulling out equity, things like that. Those are still at outrageous highs where the volume that banks are doing are still astronomical. So turnaround times from banks have not slowed down at all or have not sped up at all. Those you're still looking at, you know, in some cases, you know, I just got from one of the major banks, it took them uh, four weeks to get me a refinance approval. Um, Wow. The, you know, uh, they are prioritizing purchases over refinances, but they are still bogged down appraisers are still bogged down. If somebody is listening to this and you're looking for an industry to get into, become an appraiser. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, highly, they're, they're in, much in need and there's not an industry that people really kind of jump to, <laughs> but, right. uh, but it is a great industry to be in. And, uh, but there, there, there isn't enough of them. And so they are, we're seeing three week turnaround times on, on residential appraisals. So if you are purchasing a home, whether that's you've bought a place before listing or you've listed and then buying regardless don't set anything within six weeks because of this time it takes for lenders to turn around appraisers, all of that. Um, you're just going to be stuck in a a sticky situation, um, where you're having to ask for pushes on closing dates or what have you. But that's my, that's my, uh, that's my little, uh, blurb on, on timelines. And in terms of, uh, in terms of the rates right now, like it's just, it's stable or is it coming up? Yeah. I mean, certainly they're, they're stable. They haven't fixed rates and, uh, and variable discounts on variable. They're, they're maintaining the same, uh, bank of Canada this past week, um, say they're still not changing, um, or raising prime. Um, and that will still again be for the foreseeable future. Uh, they're still buying back bonds. There, you know, still is a lot of stimulus within the economy propping it up, and we've still got an election. Um, I think until the election in a week's time, a week, one week, uh, yeah, one week time, um, we'll, you know, we'll see what that changes in the landscape with that regard, uh, and as well with um, stimulus. Uh, I think the it's you know the CERB pay is still has been extended until October. So when that ends, how does that affect the economy and people's affordability or or ability to afford anything? Um, you know, all of that. So I, you know, they're certainly not making any changes soon. And, and today reading there's, uh, you know, obviously back, we talk about back to school, but for how long there's already a school in Toronto that's closed down, um, due to too many cases. I didn't see that. It, I didn't they, see that. There's just an article today, them, clo- you know, closing a school in Toronto because of too many cases. Um, so for how long, uh, things stay closed, who knows? So I think all of this will just for anyone on a variable rate mortgage, or if you have student loans or lines of credit, anything like that, they're all pegged against bank prime, uh, which is indicated as, you know, bank of Canada dictates overnight lending rates, which then snowballs down to the, to the banks and what they dictate for, bank prime, but, uh, but it's certainly going to be status quo for the next while. So those of you in variable rates, you know, you can certainly expect to be maintain your rate for the for you know, for a long foreseeable future. And, you know, all indications still has been end of 2022 into 2023. So there's nothing been in any of their 
uh, announcements to indicate any shorter than that. I was talking to uh, somebody yesterday about the election and, and what everyone's promises are. And hmm. uh, I, I made the, the comment about, you know, they asked about the foreign buyer ban and the tax and everything. And I said, well, I go, you know, I, I go, what's going to happen if that even works is that let's say they say, okay, no foreign buyers for two years. I say, it's probably going to take two years to start building any of the homes that the government is promising. Mm-hmm. So then as soon as those homes are ready to sell, <laughs> foreign <laughs> buyers will be back <laughs> and nothing will have changed. Uh, slow Canada, slow Canada. Or, or immigration is just going to be at an all time high and, uh, and a lot, and a lot of wealthy, uh, people getting their permanent residency in, right. in uh, Canada. Yeah, exactly. But well, yeah, I mean, any of those time will tell. Um, I think we talked about in a previous episode for f- foreign buyers, you know, they, I know there was some comments on some of the videos before that it, you know, stats Canada indicated that's only 5% of the marketplace, but yeah. 5% is a huge number. Um, when you think about it on an annualized basis. So, uh, yeah, I mean, any of those changes, any of these, you know, platforms that are out there, like we've talked about, I mean, a a week will, we'll find out what, uh, what, what political landscape changes, but it'll be interesting to see if they, if they take any of the ideas from each other and stop playing this like single aisle only and actually collaborate on some of these that are vitally important topics for, for Canadians. Cause you know, everything we talk about and, and everything you talk about in the news is affordability and it just not being there. It would just be nice if, you know, something can happen. Someone could, could come in and just do everything right, but that's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Paul wishful thinking. I was going to say right by whose standards, I guess, is the, uh, the landscape of politics. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, it's pretty, I mean, I was, literally just watching a football game yesterday and saw multiple commercials from both sides of the, the table, all sides of the table, just shitting on the other parties. And I just feel like there's gotta be a better way. You know, the, the debates are a joke. The, uh, the conversations, the clip, the click bait clips, everything is just gotta be a better landscape to figure out what the best way to manage a population of 40 million people is, you know? Um, yeah. In 2021, I mean, with the, we're in the age of communication, the age of technology. Uh, I don't know. It's just crazy with all the, with all the positivity people try to spout and all the, you know, um, social justice happening, which in many cases is very good. It's amazing to see people still just shitting on each other when it comes to this sort of thing, you know, and yeah. with the way everything's been so politicized over the last couple of years, you'd think this would be an opportunity for people to actually come together and work together to find a better way to do it. Not the same old shit, you know? So that's my, we need, we need a true, a true, uh, a true leader in, in many forms. We need a spiritual leader <laughs> <laughs> will help, help everybody clear their minds. <laughs> the clear party. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start it. The clear party. I love it. Wow. All right. Anyways. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what else I have. Uh, I have to really, really tell. I mean, everybody's still, uh, everybody's still rock and rolling. I think, uh, you know, I was in the office, I was at Hinton today and you know, agents are in everybody's, everybody's working. So, I mean, the market's still moving. Um, 
you know, everyone's just going to have to keep, keep paying attention and, uh, and see where it goes. But I think, I think there is a general, a little bit of nervousness about the election and about another lockdown. Mm -hmm. I just feel that for some reason, like, as I say, everything's moving, but there's just kind of like a, where are we going? What's going to happen? There's, there's still, there's gray skies. There's gray skies. Yeah. We don't know if it's, uh, if they're rain clouds or whether sun's poking out or not. Um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you're, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there's, you know, being a government town as well, whenever there's a, when there's an election, it's, uh, there, you know, it is a little bit of a pause. Anyone we talked about it before, yeah. uh, you know, that we, as, as a city, there's a lot of contractors, that rely on the federal government, you know, tradespeople that do contracts for the federal government, you know, engineers, computer programming, all these people rely on it, but they're at a freeze right now until the election's over. They don't even know their mm -hmm. own, um, you know, income climate, if you will, from those revenue sources. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I guess next, uh, next week episode will be, uh, will be interesting. We should, uh, we'll find out if there's the same party in power or another and, and whether anything, you know, kind of looks like it might change mm -hmm. or not. Uh, and even if the same party, whether anything's going to change or not, and whether any of the ideas that have been brought up are actually going to be imp implemented or, you know, put yeah. forward. So right now, as, as some people have commented, uh, or a lot of people have commented, it's just all a bunch of lip service and, uh, yeah. you know, we'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. We got some pretty aggressive listeners. I love it. We, uh, <laughs> One thing we've actually seen though, is a, is a pretty big uptick in, um, new mortgage agents. Like we've actually, uh, okay. had a lot of people just because of where, you know, real estate has been front and center for the last couple of years now. Uh, I think a lot of people are, you know, they've been at home, they're, they're working from home. They've had a little more time to think about what they may want to get into. And, uh, I think a lot of people are looking at alternative careers, something that they can work remotely from and, you know, use their existing network and things like that. So we've actually seen a, a pretty big uptick in people registering for the mortgage course and reaching out, asking questions about, you know, what it's like to be an agent and, and what we offer as a brokerage and things like that. So I found that very interesting because I think, you know, I said a few years ago that I think brokering will kind of take over the majority of mortgage generation from, from banks. Um, and I think this is a perfect, you know, kind of proof positive that that's where the landscape is shifting. People are starting to see the value, I think, in, in brokering. And I think obviously realtors, I mean, Greg, think about even seven, eight years ago, we were talking, we said this before, but the idea of getting a pre-approval or talking to a mortgage broker before shopping was foreign. You know, people thought that was yeah. crazy. Um, so now I think it's just the, the industry has kind of dictated that it's, you know, brokers are very valuable to, to the process. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's great to see so many people wanting to get into it and, and asking the right questions, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, I mean, there's there a lot of people calling us too, new agents, a lot, a lot of people getting into the business and everybody that I talk to is, um, they're working at a job that they've been in for quite a while. And mm -hmm. then they all say, once the, once the pandemic happened and I was able to work from home, I decided that it was time to get my real estate license. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's something I always wanted to do, but I just never really had the time or energy to do it. And now they're all coming up to completion. So yeah, I talked to, I talked to a few last week. It's, it's really interesting to see. Yeah, Everybody loves think, the business. Everybody wants to know about it, you know, until yeah. <laughs> see if they can handle it. Yeah. It's something that everyone has in common too. Everyone needs a roof over their head. So it's something that is, uh, 
everyone is familiar with whether they bought a home or not. And so I think, you know, and it's constantly in the news, like we keep talking about. So to Paul's point and, and yours, you know, the, as it's in the news, as much as it is, and, and during the pandemic, people wanting to make a change, you know, from the industries they're in, there's finally, you know, you combine that with how busy the market's been, it's just real estate has been front and center. So a lot of people really have uh, put a lot of thought into it, but, and, and want to get into it. But then, like you said, as well, it's just a, a matter of whether who can, who can handle it or not. Mm-hmm. Who can, who not can all, it's it. not all glorious. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> we, uh, we actually, uh, should we, uh, should we make a little announcement, Dave? I think we might as well just, um, tell people you're what announcing. Time. So do it. I don't know. What, What's that? I don't know what you're announcing, but so go for it. Whatever. No, it just, uh, we kind of, from, from, Oh, I, I was good. We were going to, I think we were going to wait, but I'm just going to say it just based on what we're talking about. But I think, um, you know, we saw a lot of people reaching out, even existing agents that were talking about, um, you know, getting their license, being with a brokerage and not being able to, you know, having no support, having no, no kind of guidance as to what, how to actually succeed in the, in the industry. Um, so, you know, we decided to, um, for anyone who's a newer agent or is thinking about getting their license, we actually created, uh, an Academy in Ontario. So it's the Ontario mortgage Academy. And you can just check out that website. So we're doing kind of like a four week course crash course for newly licensed agents. Uh, so you have to either have your mortgage license or show proof that you're registered for your mortgage license. Um, and it's, you know, we've already, uh, started to fill the seats. We're only, we're kind of keeping exclusive. So there's only, uh, we're only offering about 10 seats, uh, for the course, but it's going to go through everything from, Oh, there you go. Uh, so if you go to the kind of upcoming courses, so we have, we're going to basically start from the beginning, you know, like what is mortgage brokering, what to expect in, in your first year, um, you know, understanding the deal process, how to get leads when you get that lead, how to actively work it, how to talk to lenders, et cetera. Uh, and you'd think that this would be something you'd learn in the licensing course, but it, it's, uh, it's not. The licensing course is focused a lot around understanding income and, uh, you know, um, ethics. ethics. Yeah. Things of that nature. So <laughs> nothing really to do with actually having a career in mortgages. Um, so these are, you know, this is something that we want to do just to kind of give back to the industry. Cause you know, it has, you know, sounds cliche, but it has given us a lot over the last uh, eight years. And, um, and, you know, just from the newer agents, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to watch them struggle in the beginning. And then we've been there and uh, you know, we had to learn the hard way. We both came from other industries really that, you know, we had no experience in brokering. So we kind of uh, learned it from scratch, you know, and now we're trying to, to kind of give that recipe back to, to some of the newer agents just so that they can, you know, be better informed and, and ultimately um, better serve their, their clients as well. And, you know, improve the industry as a whole and kind of give back to, uh, to, to real estate, yeah. you know, that's really cool that you guys are doing that. Are you teaching it yourself? Yeah. At times or. Yep. Yeah. yeah so we're we're gonna start with, oh, go ahead, Dave. I was just gonna say, yeah, we're, we're teaching it. Uh, so we've written the course outline uh, and, and all the, uh, everything within all those, the subject and written the subject matter, uh, and we'll be teaching it. And we're going to bring in some other experts as well to teach it. But, uh, to what Paul mentioned, it's, it's something where you don't need to be with any one brokerage, just as long as you're a registered agent, whether you're new, old, uh, you know, it's geared towards new or, or beginners, uh, or, you know, kind of intermediate, uh, you don't need, it can, you can be with any brokerage, um, regardless. And, uh, yeah, we're just offering it to, to educate the, uh, the marketplace. And, and so that clients are better serviced. It, lenders are dealing with better informed agents. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, That's awesome, man. the more, the more, the more informed people, agents, you, you know, mortgage professionals within the industry, the better, the, the better the industry becomes as well. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, you kind of get over that misnomer of, uh, 
a mortgage brokering, you know, back in the day, you know, several decades ago, it was only for people with crummy credit, uh, and like private lending. And that's not the case. You know, we deal with over 30 different banks, a banks from the, you know, TDs and Scotias to credit unions to mortgage focused banks. Um, so really it's, you know, educating the more, the more professionals there are that really know the landscape and can provide great customer service and educated, uh, and, and be educated and provide proper, um, valuable service to their clients. It's just going to better the industry and that's betters everyone as a whole. May have to, uh, do a real estate one of these. Mm-hmm. There you go. I, like I love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Piggyback on that beautiful idea. There you go. Yeah. So if you're uh sort of Paul's point, we have the first, uh, inaugural course launching October 13th. So if you are listening to this and you are just registered for your license or just got your license, um, you know, brokerages out there don't train their agents. Uh, we talk to them all the time. It's just kind of here, you got your license. Okay. Go get a deal and figure it out. And, uh, and so, you know, but we're here, we want to uh, help educate anyone. doesn't matter. I'll, I'll give you an example, Greg, kind of, I mean, it's not funny, but it's, it's wild to, to hear. So we had two agents that came over. They originally, um, they originally worked on the banking side, um, and, uh, and got the broker license replaced with the brokerage. And then they went to submit a deal to a major lender and, uh, it was a good file, so on and so forth. But five days later, the lender reached back out to them and said, Hey, you're not registered with us. And they had no idea what that even meant. It was kind of like, what, what do you mean? We, uh, like, so there's obviously a process to becoming an agent, but, um, yeah. So imagine being a new agent going to a brokerage and just basically getting tossed in, in with the, uh, in the deep end, you know, with no, uh, no life jacket or, or anything. So, you know, we want to, the average, the average tenure of a, of a mortgage broker's agent license, I believe is, is under two years. So we're, we're trying to, uh, to change that a bit, you know, give people some sustainability in the industry. I'm sure it's the same with real estate agents. You know, they, uh, yeah. they see, they see the glory and they, um, they see a, maybe a quick paycheck that, that doesn't really exist. Uh, it's definitely a hardworking, uh, industry. It's just a matter of, um, like I said, just being educated and, and knowing what you're talking about, just so you can at least an informed client is, is an informed society, you know? So if we can keep people educated on what's happening in Ottawa, in real estate, uh, I think everyone's better for it, you know, and we've seen it. It's at, like we said, it's at the forefront of the political landscape right now across the whole country. So it's obviously a very important industry to our economy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more people understand it and the more informed they are, the better. I, I, I can't stop looking at my vampire face, by the way, I am so, anyone watching this video. I, the light is just permeating. It's ridiculous. Have, I am uh, not dying. Dave, I am not, Dave needs I the filter. Like it, 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 you would think there's a pool of blood under me or something. That I, everything's being drained it. from my body. This is ridiculous. Well, you've got, Anyways, you've got the look, buddy. You've got the look right now. Paley <laughs> vampire look. Yeah. Oh God! Sun is just reflecting off my face and my yeah. head. Yeah. All right. On that note, I, should we get into the mood boost? Mood boost. Yeah, let's, let's get into boost, the mood boost. Let's some mood boosts. Mood boosts. Mood boosts. Mood boosts. I got three today. I haven't read them, so this is I'm going in blind, gentlemen. Do it, and listeners. Uh, number one, how do you get an alien baby to sleep? You rock it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Number yeah. two. Yeah. Number two. Where did the butcher go to dance? Hmm? To the meatball. <laughs> to the meatball. To meat the meatball. 
Uh, and oh. last but not least, number three, what do you get if you cross a stereo and a refrigerator? Greg, you'll like this one. Very cool music. Ooh. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Toe rep. Toe rep. <laughs> Those so were next appropriate. Week... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next week, uh, next week is it. our one uh, one year anniversary of the uh, the official launch. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna have some fun things planned, right, yeah. Gregory? Yes, we will. Lots of fun. Maybe, Maybe. Maybe. hopefully. You know we'll what? See. This this was this was a great <laughs> conversation with you guys. I had a great <laughs> chat with you today. If we put the real in the we put the real in a little podcast. Just today. a good flowing conversation for all our listeners. <laughs> well, you know it's funny. I actually yeah. haven't talked to either of you in a little while. So it was, uh, yeah. it was just an authentic discussion. Hey, just, uh, it we're was. just chatting. We're just chatting. Yeah, we're just, we're just some guys doing and, a show. And we apologize to all the listeners for this week. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Yeah. I, um, I, think, I think there's some good content in there though. Just got to yeah, somewhere, gotta find it somewhere. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> um, quick shout out though. Make some shout outs to, uh, Steve Hopkins, our producer, as always experts. Uh, if you need any, Production. If you have any production needs, reach out to Stephen Hopkins. <laughs> the most Hopkins vague video. term you could possibly use. Just if production. You if you need to any start an, an assembly line or, you know, whatever, I can do it. If you're doing a short film, a movie, a uh, podcast, there's other oh, things man. on that list. Uh, and lastly, our coffee sponsor. I, I forgot to mention them at the beginning. North. Uh, it's because I interrupted you at the beginning. That's why. Just yeah. like I did North, now. Northbrew.ca. Use the code word podcast. You get 20% off your coffee orders. Northbrew.ca. Thanks to Northbrew. Thanks to James. And uh, yeah, gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of the week. You too, brother. We'll be back Friday live. All right. All right. I'll be here. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in and please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.